come to realize is that the modern world is us to define. You know, the definition of credibility will change inherently as our generation adds 10 years onto itself. And I think that's super important. Just got the motherfucking Popeyes five piece with the K's and sparkle in the mashed potatoes. Shit. Mm. I be running, running, running the relay, I really got Louboutins I be minding, minding, minding my Benny, little bitch, I don't do response Blowing doobie at the doobie, your boo wanna chew me, she told you she vegan So improving, all we doing, we zero fatiguing I play my allegiance, I play my allegiance uh, To the bag, fuck all that other shit Save on my roof, uh, who say her? Then it went hella quick, I play my allegiance uh, To the bag, fuck all that other shit Save on my roof, uh, Cousayer, then it went hella quick. The Cousayer, that bitch blacker than Kuta can take. Magic stick when got him. That bitch lit like a centerpiece. Told her that I'm clipping soon. We don't say bye, we say ceviche. We on the couch like AJ and Free. Ooh, she had a pocket, got a grabbing on my pockets. That's crazy to me. Bay, let me see. Miss Parker, Miss Parker, gonna pull up and park on. She got a daughter and working in the morning. I'm in the water like a fish. Then I eat her like a dish. Got a balled up, a fist. Blow the KK, a bitch. Nigga, you whack like a bitch. I play my allegiance to the back. Fuck all that other shit. Where'd you say you was from again? I am from the south side of Chicago. Hey. How long have you been in New York? For? Two years. Just made two years of last month. So, since 2018, I've been here. Hey, so, what prompted the move originally? I felt really stagnant at home and um, working in the fashion industry and the entertainment industry. There's not a lot of opportunity in Chicago. Unfortunately, it's such a saturated market for fashion and entertainment. Um, I've always wanted to live here. Unfortunately, me being a child, I've watched all the movies and the fantasy and the TV and the <laughs> sex in the city. And I just had to be Carrie Bradshaw. And that was just a dream of mine. And um finally decided two years ago, like, all right, it's my time. It's, it's now or never, like, gotta go. So <laughs> came here for opportunity and live the dreams and to be Carrie Bradshaw, essentially, and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now that's what's up. Wait, you said that you you wanted some opportunities in um fashion. Are you doing anything with the Never Mel? I am. I am working in an e-com department for um a big fashion house. I'd rather not say, but you know, if you know me, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know me, you know. Only because like um yeah, like I just I I rather not. I just don't want to get in trouble. I don't care. I like my job, even though they get on my nerves. But you know, <laughs> if you know me, you know. But yeah, so I'm doing like ecom and like tech work for that brand right now. So that's kind of my day to day, every day. But I like to think of myself as like a fashion curator, someone who brings you any type of experience or organization or any type of realm like anything that comes to fashion like I do so I've like titled myself as a fashion curator that's beautiful how uh what was your sort of like first interaction or first introduction into into fashion because I mean you mentioned coming from Chicago to New York because there's more opportunities and like that industry is bigger out in New York but obviously that means that the dream sort of originally came in Chicago despite not having that around you. So where do you see that thing came from? The women in my family per se, my mom, really glamorous woman. Hi mommy. She's gonna listen to this and I'm gonna be so embarrassed. But uh (laughs) (laughs) she's that type of person, like any little thing that I do, no matter how big or small it is, like she just has to be like engulfed in it. So I'm just like, 
I told her I was like doing you guys podcast. She's like, oh, word, send me the link. All right, all right, girl, I got you. Hey, but, like, <laughs> what's up? She's gonna listen to this and she's gonna be like, oh, oh. But and my mom, my grandmother, like women in my family. My grandmother owned a hair salon growing up. Um, again, so you can imagine, just a bunch of like well dressed, like glamorous women carried themselves with very high standards. Hair, nails, beauty kind of came from that. And um, I never really got super, super heavy into the beauty industry because I fell in love with like clothes and accessories. So that kind of like led me to fashion and that led me to just like, I wanted to design at first, but drawing was a pain in my ass. <laughs> drawing was a pain in my ass. Like I draw yeah, my, so my, my terribly. not that good. Yeah, Yo, same I thing. My hair writing so all terribly. I should have been a doctor. No, that's real. No, like I draw like ugh. It's just my drawings are terrible. But I just always wanted to kind of like do something in fashion. So that um, the movie The Devil Wears Prada came out, and that's when I kind of got an interest in like fashion and journalism because I also love to write. Like I was, I'm really good at English. I was really good at English in school so that just kind of like led me on this path to like fashion journalism which turned into <laughs> fashion styling and fashion show production and blah 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 and now i'm in like tech fashion which is <laughs> crazy that's but yeah that's a cool concept for tech and fashion to have that mix that combination well mainly it does because a lot of brick and mortar shopping is becoming obsolete like um People kind of want product and there are people who only shop online, will not step foot in a store. So it's just like they're, you know, means to develop like the e-commerce business because it's like bigger than ever. Like their stores are literally, stores are fighting very hard to compete with their online. Every luxury store that has a storefront, big department store, they're, they're competing with their own like it's like companies competing against each other like they're competing with their mm-hmm. online because there are less and less people that are trying to like step outside to go shopping like it's not it's still a really fun experience for somebody like me that likes shopping but for anyone that's like living this busy life day to day nine to five i got kids i got this i got dog I got to go to my vegan appointment or whatever it is that you got to do. Like, <laughs> vegan you're <not> appointment. Sure. <laughs> you know, like, people, I feel like people in New York always have weird appointments. Like, they're always like, okay, just like, <laughs> I got to go see my nutritionist. All right, cool. Wonderful. Great. Like, you're not trying to, like, go to, like, a store and be bothered with, like, a salesperson and, like, you know, you, you want to like get what you need and leave, but people don't even want to step foot in the store. That's what online is for. Amazon is ruining when it comes to like all of that as well. It's crazy. But what do you think would get people back into the stores then from your personal shopping experience? Um, I think less, the less hassle, the better. I feel like because retailers are so, um, like they're so in competition with their online, they're pushing. Um, and I've, I've worked in retail for a long time. So like, I know the retail business as well. They're pushing their salespeople and employees to do way more like reaching out to pull people in. And I feel like that's more of a hassle than anything. Like, you know, there's still those people. And that's why store that's why stores can thrive in like bigger cities because there's still mm-hmm. people that are out and walking and, going from Need wherever maybe a last going, point fit. A to point B, 
Yeah, you yeah. need a last minute fit. You need that last minute shoe. You need this. You need that. Like, you know, my luggage got stolen. Like, you know, stuff like that happens all the time. You come into these big airports. All of a sudden, you know, you're in New York. Your luggage is in Houston. That actually happened to my mom on the way going. She like came to visit me and like went back home and her luggage ended up in Houston. Damn, you gotta I always yeah, do the carry on. I, I, I try to do the carry on as much as possible. But people just like, you know, you lose your luggage, you have no clothes, now you gotta go shopping. Now you need like full on, like there's still a need for those things. Like I just think they need to like take the hassle off of um the employees to like bring people in. Like, I feel like the traffic's always going to be there, but unfortunately it is dying. It's becoming a dying business at the same time. It's a hard call. Yeah, that's real. I mean, it's interesting because it's like, in some senses, obviously ordering online is more convenient because you're at home, but it's also like, you're not like, you don't get a chance to try out, try out the fit a lot of the time. But like, I don't know. Like, to, you me, don't. to me personally, like if I'm going to really be, incorporating something into my wardrobe it would be nice unless it's like from a homie a lot of times like I don't have the opportunity but I still just like know like I've worn things like Varo is a great example like I'm gonna buy something that Varo is that Varo made just because like everything I've also got from Varo A has fit Facts. and B has been, has been done. <laughs> yeah. but you know like if it's kind of these more these bigger brands then it's like a lot of the times like if I'm buying a shirt I would rather just go into the store and then, like, try on the shirt and see how I look in it as opposed to just, like, kind of clicking through and then ordering it without actually getting that experience, you know? You and me both, I hate waiting for things. Like, I tried to, like, order stuff for a trip, and I was just really pressed because I was waiting on these things to show up at my home to try them on. And if they did not fit, now I have to go to a store to find process, alternatives yeah. I have to find alternatives to things that don't, that do fit. And now I got to ship this back to wherever it came from and like wait for them to give me my money back. Like, oh, you shipped this shit real fast and you took my money real fast, but now I got to wait seven to 10 days to get it back. It's just so nice. <laughs> like, I don't like waiting. It's really annoying. I would rather just go into the store and get the things that I need and, you know, leave. But then there are like those websites that they only have online and like now I'm stuck. Now I got to guess and check. <laughs> no, that's true. You know, yeah, I'm curious to see if they're gonna add like a. I mean, of course, like there's places that you can go to shop and they'll give you like champagne or like yeah. fruits or obviously like water and stuff. But I'm I'm always thinking about like what's that next level experience because people are still running through those issues of like their clothes not fitting once they come in the mail. That long wait time, like mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just a matter of like you picking a a select few five stores and have your shit just like your size is just custom right in right into the database you know what i mean but then people Definitely people of course here. like to just shop around so i don't know i don't know which way yeah, to take like, that i like i see i like the experience of shopping like i just like it's a nice breezy day it's warm it's nice like i'm walking down the street like <laughs> but what did you want to stay outside then i was like nah let me hop in the store no <laughs> I definitely like it, it makes me want to walk more like I'm walking more I'm burning more carbs I'm going into more stores I'm walking half a block I just shopping is an experience for me like I check I just I love shopping I love thrifting like it's it's fun for me like mm-hmm. if I can do that all day if someone out there wants to pay me to just go shopping for me I'm your girl Anyone listening right now, you know, wants to hook that up. Like, in that case, we should probably pause and do some introductions, you know, so that they get they get yep. their names and so they know who to hit. <laughs> so what's good, y'all? Welcome back to the 
to You Free, our communal podcast. Uh, you got a Zen, as always, uh, Eric on the line. And who have you been speaking with? I am Shay Whitney. I am a fashion curator slash writer living in New York City, living a dream. <laughs> so by fashion curator and writer, do you have, are you blogging? Are you doing like reviews on stores? Like what level are you taking that to? Oh God. Okay. So I had a website that I am currently working on and I hey. so-called relaunched it and then I took it back down. So now I'm trying to relaunch it again. Um, I'm getting more into like the podcast Roman world as well. So um, I'm also working on that. Um, I have like a few episodes up right now that I recorded last year and okay, shout out. trying to get back into thank you recording this year. Just basically speaking about not only like my experiences with like moving so far away from home and being separated from my parents and relationships and things that I've cultivated here in New York. So that's what my podcast is about. And yeah, that's what I'm doing with like the, the fashion portion of my life. And I'm also um, helping a friend run a non-for-profit that we're trying to get together. So those are the things that I'm working on. <laughs> hey, well, shout out to the podcast. What's this? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta drop that name. It is Shay Whitney, the podcast. Um, it has its own Instagram, um, Shay Whitney, the podcast, and then mine is Shay Whitney, and it's C-H-E, Whitney, the podcast. So, yeah. Amen. Because I like to talk. It's crazy. Right? <laughs> I mean, you see us here, right? I mean, I mean, hear us, not see us. You, you hear the vibes. <laughs> well, speaking of kind of that adjustment period, I'd be curious as to sort of like, being from Chicago, what are some of the traits that you look around and you're like, I'm like the only like Chicago person here. All these New York people are just like tripping out and acting um, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? People don't say excuse me. And I had to stop taking that personal within like four months of being here, um, mainly for a bunch of different reasons. Number one, everyone here's first language is not English. So it's like I could be saying excuse me and you could be being an ass. Um, oh, can I curse? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, of course, absolutely. <laughs> OMG. Like, you could be being an ass and, like, ignoring me, or you could just not understand what the fuck it is that I'm saying. So, like, I that was, like, one of the first things, like, right off the bat, I've noticed. And it's crazy because, like, I still say it because, like, I see now that the people that are being an ass, they feel like an ass after I've told them, pardon me. And, like, then I pushed them because, like, now you feel like an asshole. Like, just, damn, I could have just moved. Or, damn, she said, excuse me and push me, bitch. Like, <laughs> the one too. just, like, yeah, just, like, part of me was, like, you know, and just push them to the side. I say excuse me while I push people. It's funny. So, yeah, like, I just, I used to take that so personal. I was so weirded out by that. And I tell people that from New York and they laugh at me <laughs> and I'm okay with that <laughs> I'm just like I'm like well what the fuck like people just don't have manners like you fucking rude motherfuckers like, I think you know, I think not nah, like nah. <laughs> I think it's a lot of it though, because there's just so many interactions happening throughout the day you know true and that's if true. you really focus in and zoning on like going to the train like being mm -hmm. on the crowded subway car like walking down the street like going into a store that's also pretty crowded like all mm -hmm. that energy sometimes is just like it's not even worth it. All that I'm taking out of this is that I should move to Chicago. <laughs> I'm trying to have people say. I mean, me. <laughs> I just feel like 
Listen, listen here. Listen here. If I got manners, that's what's up. Listen, the hoodest motherfuckers that tell you excuse me in a hood ass voice, but at least they said that's it. Offended. Like, yep. it's like it's just like somebody would be like, <laughs> pardon. Me. Like you'd be like, no. <laughs> pardon. <laughs> pardon. Like you know, just you didn't say it in a very nice way, but damn, at least you said it. At least I can move. Like you know, you still kind of sort of exercised your manners in a sense. You know, like even though you said it hella aggressively, like I just people here don't say this shit at all. I just just part of you, just keep it pushing. That's it. Wait, right. been all mass, how was it? I mean, they got the mass hole. They got the mass hole reputation. There definitely can be some of that, but. Um, it does. I definitely don't think everybody's saying "excuse me" out there, but I, I also feel like New York to me is like more indifferent than than uh, Massachusetts. Like they yeah. just like keep it pushing, whereas Massachusetts like will still have kind of a little bit more of a personal vibe and interactions. But to be fair, you know, I also like I was a youngin when I was back out in Massachusetts. I spent the last like almost decade nice. in New York, so I wasn't really having those types of interactions regularly. Well, actually, speaking of that too, I was thinking like. Uh, you know, I came to New York kind of through the college experience, but you know, you made the decision to to come to New York from Chicago, which I would imagine was like an intimidating decision to actually follow through on. So, what was that experience like? Like, how did you recognize like, yeah, this might be something I've never done before, but I still need to actually do it. The only real intimidating factor, I think, was like leaving my family. Um, I didn't go to way to school. I went to school at home. And I was very close to them. Everybody fucking else, yeah, bye. Like, I just, <laughs> like, you know, give or take here or there. Like, there, let me stop because my friends would be like, oh, so you don't miss me, bitch? Fuck you. Like, no, nah, it's not that. <laughs> I miss all of them motherfuckers. Like, literally, I miss my friends so much. And I honestly wish that if I can bring a suitcase of things with me back here, it would be my homies and some mouth sauce and all of the food restaurants that are back home. But everything else can stay. <laughs> but like, you know, I think it was just kind of a, like a leap that I had been just been waiting so long to take that like when I finally made the decision to do it, I was like, you know what, I'm I'm going to do this. Like, it's just whatever it takes. I'm going to do this. Like, didn't even really have a solid plan. And I talk about that. Like on one of my very first podcasts was how not to move to New York. Like. Didn't really have a solid plan. Got scammed out of my money. Fucking horror story after horror story. And I still was just like, nope, I'm here. I'm not going back. <laughs> but what was the motive? What was the motivation to so to get away? But if you didn't plan that far ahead, like what gave you the, um, I guess, like that, that feeling in the back of your mind, like I got this. Like what helped you push forward? Just the fact that I was ready to go. Like I just, mm-hmm. I was feeling really stagnant at home. And it was like, it wasn't like I wasn't doing shit. I just really felt mm-hmm. like I wasn't doing enough. I'm like, I can really elevate if I get the fuck out of here. And it just got so plain where I was like, oh, well, I'm going to wait till the end of the summer. I'm going to give myself this much time. I want to save this much bread. Yada, yada, yada. Like, no, nah, I saved what I saved. I had what I had. I just really, I think I just had to push myself. Like, And nobody believed that I was fucking leaving and not coming back. Mm-hmm. I had a whole going away party, and, and people like, were just like, like oh, "Okay, like, because <laughs> like, right. and then and to be fair, there were people I told that I was leaving, and there were still people that thought I was going on vacation and coming back because that was my ultimate plan. I was like, "Well, shit, 
if I really feel like I can't do it and I need to just run back home, it won't look like shit. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely one thing that I've just like sort of noticed growing up is that there really is such a drastic different viewpoints. I feel like in like a lot of cities and hometowns where like some people are like, this is home. This is like what I know. This is where I grew up. Like, why would I ever leave here? And then others are like, why would I ever like how how much longer do I have to stay here? Like, I've, I've, I need the world is big. Like, there's other places that I need to see. Like, you know, I'm trying to go to the X, Y, Z. Uh, it's really interesting seeing that push and pull, like, because especially because a lot of times, like, at least in my opinion, I'm someone who is definitely on the restless side of like, why would I be tied to this city? Or like, why would I only see these two places Facts. like every day in my life? So it's really hard for me to imagine Facts. a different way. But then I have a conversation with homies who are in a different way. It's like, yo, why would I ever leave? Like, <laughs> this is home. And like I feel that because I have homies like that too. And I have homies that are fucking thriving at home, like got businesses, hella successful, da, 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 yada, yada, yada. I didn't see that path for me there. So I needed mm. to be somewhere where I seen that vision for me. I see it here. It changes the perspective, uh, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, and I seen it here. I seen it here. And I, I knew I had it here. And I knew I had it, what it took to not only survive here, but become the exact person I wanted to be here. This part, like, this place has made me more myself than any place I've ever lived or experienced. And I've lived all over at home, just like in different parts of the city, just trying to find like, well, maybe, you know, when I was taking those years to like, well, maybe New York isn't the thing. Maybe I can figure it out in some other part of the city. Let me move up north. Let me move west. Let me move south. Let me try to like, you know, like, let me work downtown. Let me, yada, yada, yada. Like just all over the place. And it just wasn't clicking for me. So like, nah, I just... <laughs> Had to go, not to like talk bad about my city, but I didn't see myself being a successful entity in Chicago. I really didn't. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like that change of perspective sometimes is necessary to find more about yourself and to level up. Like even when I feel trapped in the city, like the first thing I want to do is take a vacation and just get that new perspective, Mm -hmm. see different sites, you know, live somewhere else, whether it's one or two weeks just getting just being able to get out your comfort zone that that's key yeah and i've definitely like taken on like new levels of things just like here and, and what's crazy is when i get sick in new york i go home like, <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation right and everybody, and everybody it's mad to see funny. You too. like it's yeah beautiful. like it's mad funny i'm just like all right i'm over this shit like let me go home in the cold i went home for all-star weekend Spent like two days in the house, had my phone shut off, didn't talk to nobody but my parents, like was asleep, just didn't do anything, ate food and watched Lizzie McGuire and hung out with my mom, <laughs> all this extra <laughs> stuff. Like it was the best. Lizzie but McGuire then after a while, yes, Disney Plus is everything. Like, honestly, if you do not have Disney Plus, please get it. We are not sponsored, by the way. Yo, man, (laughs) if you don't have Disney Plus, please get Disney Plus. But like, yeah, so anytime I get sick in New York, I leave and go home because it's the cheapest place for me to go. It's the easiest place for me to get to. And it's only an hour away by plane. So (laughs) I can get up up out of here and go home and come right the fuck back. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, I mean, well, I think what you mentioned too, Eric, the phrase comfort zone, I feel like that's like a big big thing where it's like in your case Shayla Mm -hmm. you're already you're you're out of your comfort zone so when you leave New York it's like you're stepping you you go back home and like you kind of like reconnect and like you have that and then in your case I like New York is your comfort zone because you grew up here so it's like when you need to step out you step out um but yeah it's like comfort is really interesting concept because it's like people like really aspire you know to live comfortably but at the same time like 
there's always the danger of being too comfortable and like you gotta recognize uh, moments when that's happening and be like okay i need to like challenge myself i need to be in a new experience i need to mm-hmm. uh, be uncomfortable because mm-hmm. if i'm not uncomfortable i'm not growing or living that's real and i've realized that too like when i can't real. physically take myself yeah when I, when I can't physically take myself out of my environment first thing i'm doing is reading picking up a book first thing because yes. then it's just like all right how can i just take my mind to a different place to get out of my comfort zone because now the thought pattern is going to be a little bit different. Have you been reading anything recently? I just finished this book by Basi Ikbi. It's this author. Um, she was actually on the Read podcast. Some homies behind me are having a conversation all of a sudden. <laughs> That's New York. But um, I finished the book by her. She's um, She was on a podcast called The Read that I listen to frequently and it was basically just her talking about like how she lived in New York and was like a a poet on Def Jam I believe and had was living with bipolar 2 disease so like um yeah her like mental health journey so I finished that book it was actually a good book easy read very emotional but it was a great book so I finished that and um I started Elaine Weltrow's book she was um one of the editors for Team Vogue Black Women she does like a lot of like journalism and like curation type things. She was also a judge on the new project runway. Um, she had wrote a book called You Are More Than Enough. So I started that. Haven't finished it only because I've been like moving around like crazy, but I plan on finishing it within like the next week or so. One thing I love uh, that you post on Instagram uh, on the stories are you post a lot of like affirmations or like growth and like things like that, which I feel like always keep me keep me back on my like, oh, yeah, I got to be conscious in the moment, you know, about like the things that I'm trying to work on. Anyway, is it, is it about being like fully present? I've just been doing like the I, I know I do it a lot, just like different like positive things on my story. Like I'm doing this 14 day self-love challenge that I actually found on this um instagram account like i seen it i was like oh i want to do this so i've like been posting it on my stories and like my story has just been like all the little things that i've been doing for like the last four days as far as the calendar is concerned because and i felt like i like doing like this particular challenge because it was really simple i feel like i've also done other like instagram related challenges that were a little harder and easier for me to lose when this one was kind of just like the all of the chores for the day especially like when it comes to like self-love and like really like embracing yourself for like really simple like i think yesterday's was drink more water okay cool i won't have an iced tea today for lunch i'll have water i only had one cup of coffee and have water for the rest of the day like i can do that that's fine and i think like one of the challenges like for one of the days coming is like Wear your favorite outfit. Like, I got you. Like, probably was going to do that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It just helped reaffirm it. (laughs) Yeah, it just like, it was like very, I was just like, I love this. Like, it's definitely like, I've had fun doing this particular one because, like, again, it's like so simple and it just like really like has me embracing myself. And I mean, even though I'd say like I found myself here in New York, I also lost my fucking self. Like, to be truthfully honest, like, it wasn't like the easiest journey mentally. I've just kind of looked cute doing it. So like, I just, you, you know. What do you mean you lost yourself? How um, so? Made decisions that I thought I would never make that weren't the smartest, the brightest, the most logical. Um, I came out here and I, I'm such a big, I have, I'm, I'm a person with like very big heart and 
um, I see the good in a lot of people. I want people to like want to be around me and like want to, you know, see me for like the bubbly and like kind hearted person that I am. And like, you know, and like motherfuckers in Chicago are ruthless. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm <laughs> never, I'm never nobody's punk ass bitch at all. But here, like, it was just a totally different thing. Like, I just, I kind of was like making decisions like that just, they just weren't fucking smart. Like, just it's when it came to like certain like relationships that I was cultivating with people, friendship wise, like things when it came to like finances, like just crazy shit. Just like, and I was, I would think to myself sometimes, just like, yo, if you were out, like, you would never do no shit like this. You would have never gotten into no shit like this. You would have never made this decision. And you were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, just so immersed in the city that I'm just like making dumbass decisions, being a fucking dumbass. Like, nah, like, that's not who you are, girl. Get it together. Like, <laughs> yeah, refocus, find like that, that sense, of, yeah. sense of self, right? You gotta find that sense of self. You gotta find that sense of self. But I definitely lost myself. It was, it was rough, but you know, I'm working on it. <laughs> but I feel like that happens though. When I don't know, I feel like whenever you do put yourselves in, in new situations, you're then adjusting to that lifestyle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or just the new, the new waves and new energy coming at you. So like, I just say it's a part of that early mid twenties learning. To be honest, yeah, I think we've all we've all fell victim to the. So the, how did I spend this on this one weekend? I got to eat yeah. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at home for the next, you know what I mean? Like Just like really stupid, dumb shit. Just like, you know, just, it was crazy. But, you know, I, I feel like these situations, like they just, they make you a stronger person. Like whatever entity you believe in, like, even though I'm not like super, super heavy Christian, like my parents still instill Christian values into me that I kind of follow when it comes to like certain life things. So like one of those was like, God don't throw nothing at you that you cannot handle. And I believe that like the universe don't throw nothing away that you can't fight. So like any type of like obstacle or situation or anything that I've been through, like I've understood that I've had to go through that in order to grow, in order to elevate, like I can't be like, you know, that bitch is not a weak link. So it's just like, I can't be her if I'm out here, you know, not being able to fight what the universe is throwing at me. So they've, all these lessons have taught me very valuable, valuable things. Used to take for granted every plan I planted. Starlight on my canvas body, Alexander Wayne. Wayne my shit in public down in diamond lanes. German army trainers, I might splatter in with paint. Don't know why you waiting, 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 waiting. I don't like vacations cause them snakes be on them planes I protect my garden, all these seeds I planted Snakes be in my garden, they so hard to keep away Ay, I got away with making my way to fabric Niggas got hateful habits, chasing rabbits Quarter a day might average, that shit gashes That shit heat your ass like Cassius Clay I can't take vacations cause the snakes be on vacation Dirty ink is cleaning, then your sink is down the drain Drowning in the pain, blood clot my throat, I'm hoping Dope, I stroke another blanket, coat of paint, I'm smoking ay, ay. I got away with making my way to ocean I got away with making my way to fabric Niggas got hateful habits, fuck up their karma I know they trying to escape it, taking vacations I know they chasing rabbits, Alice racing Backwards, time is wasting, I am impatient you on vacation, I am my ways this anxious 
You always changing, looking for ways to famous I know the water is tainted, I gotta face it Never had time to explain it, I gotta pace it Take for granted every plan I planted. Starlight on my canvas by the Alexander Wayne. Weigh my shit in public down in Diamond Land, your chains. German army trainers, I might splatter them with pain. Don't know why you waiting, 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 waiting. I don't like vacations, cause them snakes be on vacation. I protect my garden, all these seeds I planted fading. Snakes be in my garden, they so hard to keep.